Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, hello, and welcome, everybody. This is a very special episode of Back to Basics. And why is it special is because I haven't done one of these solo episodes in so long. You know, when I first started this podcast over three years ago, over 200 episodes ago, sometimes I didn't have guests. And so I had to make up these solo episodes and I would share some stuff and I would, you know, try to to fill in the gap. And then I was surprised when people said, you know what, we enjoy those solo episodes. And and I stopped doing it because I have so many amazing guests that I I didn't want to take space. However, this week, just this week, I celebrated a big, big, big birthday, 50. And I thought, what better solo episode than my own reflections and how I got to this milestone birthday. So I recently joke around with one of my good friends and uh, my sister treated me to an amazing cruise with a bunch of girlfriends. And uh, my sister, who's amazing, made sure that everybody on the ship knew that I was turning 50, which I am fine with it because my first reflection, I'll tell you, is that I'm proud of my age. Every single day lived, I am proud of of the good, of the bad, and every wrinkle I have, because never say never, I don't know if I'll do it or not, but I'm not so much in favor of, you know, Botox and just transforming your face. Your face tells a story, and yes, we're all vain and we like to look good, so I don't judge, but for me, my personal decision is, you know, I'm, I'm choosing to be proud. Now, this is 50, maybe at 60, you're going to hear something different from me. So don't hold me to this confession, okay? But in any case, we are on the cruise. We're having a fantastic time. And uh, I'm laughing with my friend when I hear all this. Uh, that's a 50, cincuentona in Spanish. We were with a Spanish-speaking group. And then I say to my friend, like, how did we get here? Like, how did we get here? And I think everybody, either at this age, older, younger, whatever it is that you live in, I don't think, you know, of course, when you're in your 20s, even 30s, you don't think too much about it. But I think 40 probably was the age for me where I started thinking like, oh, my God, like, okay, I have to take this uh, time thing seriously now because the clock is ticking. And not only in the women's uh, point of view, when we heard that expression, is that the, the clock is ticking. What are we doing with our lives? And that's really how I embarking on this 50th, this new decade of life, but also how I close the past half century of life is where have I been, what have I done, and how I feel about my life in general.
One thing is for sure, and is that I feel the generational baton being passed on. I was recently, uh, well, just last year in Italy with my parents, and uh, there was an event, a family thing, and usually it was my aunts and my mom that would be running the show, and now they're all, you know, the ones that are still there, they, of course, have their health issues, they're older, and uh, me and my cousin found each other on the kitchen saying, uh, reflecting on the fact, like, okay, do you realize, like, the old women are us now? And again, she's younger than me, so she might not like that I say that she's old. But, I mean, the generational baton has been passed. There's a time in our lives where we become the caregivers, not only to the children, but to the elderly, to our parents, if we're lucky enough to have which in my case, that's really my biggest blessing. I, I turned 50 and I have my dad, 89, my mom, 82, there with me. And that, I mean, even as I share this with you, I get the chills because I know there's many of my friends out there, my own husband who lost her, his dad very young, um, you know, that didn't have the privilege. And so for that, I'm always grateful I always acknowledge that to God, which is the next important point I want to make. I know that I was given early, early in my life, a Catholic upbringing, a spiritual life. And regardless of the religion itself, I am so blessed that I was given a spiritual life because I honestly think that the journey of life it's very, very hard if we don't have a spiritual anchor of sorts, a practice, something we believe in. To face life without faith, I just cannot imagine it. Because one thing is for sure, we may be very blessed, but the ups and downs of life are certain. And we all go through them, no matter how happy we look in our social medias, we all have our downs. And for me, what has been my constant since very young has been my faith. Now, people that know me um, have this impression that I've always been a churchgoer. I haven't been always a churchgoer. And uh, however, I was happy uh, in my 20s when I faced uh, difficulties that I had the tools in my toolbox to resort to my religion, my faith. And I knew how to pray. I had to maybe remember it a little bit. But, you know, since then, it was when my parents almost died on a terrible car accident that I rediscovered my faith. I was never far away from it, but I was not one of those that would, you know, go every Sunday and would feel guilty about not going, not at all. And uh, since then, I've always said, you know, I felt, I felt, um, in my case, Jesus very close during those times. So I'm, I always make my point in the good times to still be close to him and, and, you know, to praise the blessings because the trials and tribulations are a sure thing. And so I'm going to end up this section saying I'm very, very blessed to have my faith, Jesus, the Virgin Mary, whom I'm a big devout to um, on my corner, I think, and even when things don't go my way, I just trust that it is for a reason. And it always turns out to be for a reason. 
because as human beings, I do believe that we get the tests that we are meant to have. And only when we're stronger, we get harder tests. And normally those um, tests comes in a form of radical change. And I read somewhere that we as human beings are supposed to evolve, are supposed to adjust our lives. And But our tendency, because we are creatures of habit, is to try to leave everything as is and, and actually convince ourselves that change is bad when we were born to change. We change every day with every single birthday and every single day lived. We are already a different person. And so it's hard to train our mind to understand that actually we are meant to change. And that that is interesting because as you know your friends, your family, your spouse, you know, the expression to say you've changed, you know, we, we sometimes expect people not to change, but in reality, we should change because otherwise it means we're stuck. We're stuck in the same place. So, you know, I myself have struggled a little bit the past year with that. Are we supposed to change or not? Because I'm a little confused on this one. And I think I made up my mind with, yeah, I think we are supposed to change. And maybe you were one way before and now you're a different way. And, you know, we learn to everyday lift. And so this new decade, I'm, I'm kind of going to lean more into that. Change is good. It's scary. It scares the heck out of me. And, and if you bring, you know, a you know, that something can happen to your kids or to a loved one is very scary or to a job that you love. Just the uncertainty. I don't think we are well equipped as human beings to deal with that. And I share on episode 20, I believe, um, you know, that very early on I lost a dear friend. And then a few years later, I lost another friend and they were both very young. And that really had a huge impact. So when I celebrated this 50th, I kept my promise that I made when uh, I buried one of my friends at 17. I said, whatever I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave for me and for you. Because I feel now, you know, 30 plus years after she passed and I'm still here living, laughing, experiencing. I say, how unfair life is. Why did I get to go through all of this? And she's so long gone that it's hard to clearly remember her at this point. And so I really believe that that feeling of live the day to the fullest is something we need to really become intentional about. Every day can make a difference in your life. And we all can get that bad phone call that gives us bad news, that, that news that we weren't expecting. So I live life to the fullest, people that know me, I think uh, sometimes don't understand how I get so much energy, but it's really because of that experience, that traumatic experience at 17 that taught me that you can be here today, but you can be gone tomorrow. So that's, you know, the biggest reflection uh, of gratitude for having lived 50 years. The other thing I was thinking about the other day was of the incredible shades of gray that there are in life. And we kind of get trained to say, well, this is what it should be. This is white. This is black. And the shades of gray is really where we move in. Like the day-to-day -day is a shade of gray. 
in my opinion. I don't feel it's a black or white, but I also don't feel we got trained for that. Like, again, if we go back to religion, they tell you what's good, what's bad. But in reality, there's all different things that, well, maybe that's not that bad. Like, I mean, let me tell my kid to, to tell a white lie to go to school and whatever, you know, but it's lying anyway. So I've struggled with that, but I've also learned that I can live in the shade of gray while not compromising my moral compass, my ethics. Um, I don't think we can explain life in black and white. I think it has a full rainbow of colors, and I'm happy that I've learned to live within the spectrum of the colors or of the grays, whatever you want to call it. And moving to from the colors or spectrum of shades of gray, whatever you want to call it, I'll move to something else I've, I've learned or I live by and um, that is not that easy, which is conviction. I do see a conviction all throughout my life. And sometimes, you know, yes, I'm a stubborn person, admittedly so. But how that has served me is that when I believe in something, I just go for it. And I also share on that episode 20 how I found my husband when, you know, I think I was stuck against the odds. It was later in life. I hadn't been married my Sicilian family was pushing all these candidates that, honestly, um, no, that wasn't going to happen. I much rather remain single because I was okay with being single. And I was living a happy life by myself. And I said, if I'm to get married, it better add value to my life. And it better be for the right reasons. And that's when I took a leap of faith and I went into Matcha Calm. And you can go back to episode 20 if you'd like to hear the full story. You haven't heard it, but... In any case, it took guts, and that was 18 years ago. And that feeling that I can make the impossible possible has always been with me, even if it's against the odds. And I know it's a crazy thought, but back then, online dating was not that popular at all. Nobody was doing it. And uh, I am so blessed I found my husband there. And that I took the leap. I took the leap of faith. And so, you know, I go back often to my favorite book, which is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And, you know, the, the, the phrase or the quote that's on that book. And every time I read it, it just strikes me again and again. And it's when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. And I think that has been my biggest growth in these past decades from 40 to 50 if the true conviction, like if I feel I knew it through intuition and I felt it, but I feel now that it's almost like I'm positive this is the way it is. And it's our ability as human beings to co-create with God, with the universe, whatever it is you want to call it. There's not so many books written about the secret or secret-like theories or meditations about how you can manifest what you want in life because there's not that many theories because they don't work. There's so many theories because I believe there's human beings that in their own evolutionary path have stricken that secret sauce, how to make the magic happen. And it lies within us. And all these things that we have heard over and over that sound cliche, it almost sounds cliche if I say them, but I do believe them. And um, 
well, I'm Catholic. I read a lot of the, you know, Buddhist theories, and I love Pema Chodron. She's uh, amazing. And um, the first time I read the word embodying was in one of her writings, and and I couldn't understand well what it means. You have to embody this and embody that. And now I finally, at 50, I know I embody that thought that anything is possible, you can co-create, you can manifest, because I believe it. When I say it, when I say it to you, I feel it in my stomach, I feel the butterflies, because it's true to me. And so learning to understand those signs, those butterflies that I talk so much about in other episodes, your body, our body gives a sign of when we are aligned with purpose, when we are aligned with what we're meant to be. And the real challenge, and it's something that I can speak to my, for myself as, as I go into this journey, is, you know, I've had, I could say, a successful career, but I have a big vision and, and sometimes it doesn't manifest the way I want it for the family business. And it's been challenging beyond reason, I believe. And, um, you know, to have that discipline, that perseverance, to wake up every day and keep going at it, despite, you know, the challenges. That's what to me is a conviction that you are in control even when you don't feel you're in control. And that concept of trust, trusting the journey, trusting your intuition, trusting what you feel, it's crucial. And one of the things that upsets me the most is when I feel people with such potential and they're completely on automatic pilot. They are younger than I'm now. I'm now older than most people around me. Um, and uh, that's a joke, of course, but still, I'm by no means young at 50. Um, and I can make that reflection that, you know, sometimes we live so much potential just because we convince ourselves that we cannot do things. And if I hope to have achieved anything with this podcast after so many episodes, so many interviews, is the idea that you can achieve anything that you want. And every single episode of this podcast, I believe, has proven that, has proven a path that wasn't supposed to be easy or the right path that took us this turn and that turn and people getting to where they wanted to go. But it took conviction. It took action. It took resiliency. It took doing hard work. It took abandoning yourself to the journey. All those things. And that's why I am happy where I am because I'm taking that road. It's leap of faith here and there often, very often, but I'm enjoying the ride. When they say enjoying the ride, that doesn't mean it's always easy. That doesn't mean you have you don't have hardships. But I really refuse to be an automatic pilot. I've never been, and I hope that I never fall into that trance because I do believe that there are energies in this world that are not the good ones, that want us to be in this sort of trance, like robots, um, you know, following paths and trends without putting our own brain. Our brain is the biggest, biggest gift that God gave us. And we can think and we can challenge and we can question and we can really make decisions for ourselves. And we can 
be out of the box. We don't have to be on a box. And when we actually get fearless enough to leave the box, that's when best things happen. Now, it would also be uh, important to highlight that when you are that kind of person, you're going to find a lot of naysayers of people that say they support you, but they don't. And I don't know where I read that uh, personal growth and evolution is a solo journey. It really is because nobody can be in your journey with you. That's your journey. Even if you have loved ones walking alongside you, they are on their own thing and you cannot fully understand what their journey is. You can only understand or try to understand your own journey. And so, you know, it's exciting. It's very exciting. But it was, I believe, Thomas Merton, a Catholic mystic that I really like, that presented the thought that um, there's the general dance in life and there's the cosmic dance. And the cosmic dance is the one you are invited to only when you can connect to your true essence, to who you are, to your purpose, basically to everything I try to do in this podcast. And uh, I love that concept because that's sometimes how I feel. I feel that there's the general dance and it's fun and it's good. But after you left the general dance, you feel empty. And I'm sure we can all relate to those conversations and people where you just spend three hours and you leave feeling nothing, nothing at all. Actually, you feel more depleted of energy than what you arrived and so that is a big resolution for this new decade because I'm I'm a friendly person. I did dedicate a lot of time to people I love, but I realized that you need to surround yourself with people that lift you up, not that bring you down. And it's not always easy because there's love in every relationship. And Seth Godin calls it finding your tribe. So as I've done this podcast, as I've connected to people, guests, I feel so energized after each conversation that that's what really drives me to keep doing it. And so finding those activities in life that give you that energy, that give you that passion, that give you that reconnection, I think is very important. And uh, as we get older and we get to realize that, you know what, yeah, we, we have lived more that what we are supposed to leave next. That is a big realization. And that makes you revisit how you want to spend those days and those um, nights and what you want to do with your life and what your legacy is really going to be about. And with that, I've never been a person of service. I mean, I've been of service to people I love, but I've always admired those people that you see them doing a lot and then you see they volunteer here, volunteer there. Um, I mean, I always say, how can they do it? And uh, I've discovered that happiness comes through service. I now really am a firm believer that no matter how much money we have in the bank, how much success, what cars, what houses, at the end of the day, we are probably meant to feel empty. And if you have followed this podcast, I've had I had very wealthy people, very successful people telling stories how at the highest point of their game, they were considering suicide as an alternative because they did not feel fulfilled. And 
that is um, an incredible realization because we try to get all these things that we've thought uh, that are important in our lives, status, money, uh, relevance, and then we forget that we can make a different kind of impact in people's lives through a different kind of work. And so that is something as I face this new chapter in my life that I'm committed more to. I want to serve more. I want to be more involved in activities that are really generous giving. And this not only in terms of money. I think actually people that give just in a monetary contribution, they might not feel the full benefit of seeing a smile on the face of somebody you help or you know, even, and this is something is not only through service, through mentorship, I have found incredible reward mentoring for young people in my industry. And just to see their faces when you're having a conversation and yeah, because you're 50, they maybe look up to you. <laughs> and, uh, and, but you feel like one of them because you feel like you're 20 or something or, and it's just funny to establish that rapport and that relationship that is natural and enjoyable and you know that by giving your time to them, you're making them feel seen, you're making them feel relevant, and you're enjoying too. You're enjoying the process too. And so that is truly something I want to do more of as I move forward. And that really means that I might have to reinvent myself once again. I've been doing it for the past 50 decades, and that's fine. I share with you the concept of change when people say, well, you've changed. Maybe I didn't serve before as much and now I'm serving, but that's uh, what I'm meant to do. And so I believe that it is our duty to really keep reinventing ourselves as many times as possible as we are, in, you know, in this journey that is exciting and that really calls us to be a better version of ourselves. And um, it's uh, been fun. I love to celebrate people that uh, follow me on social media, say you're always on a party. And, and that's something, another learning, celebrate life, celebrate it. There's just, the, the bad times are assuring. We're going to have downs, down days. We're going to have bad news. And, you know, sometimes even when we're celebrating, we are keeping that in our heart that keeps heavy. But if we don't celebrate the good, in life, what are, what are we living for? I'm a firm believer of that. Bring me that bottle of champagne with every single excuse I can get because life is should be a celebration. Absolutely. And so with that, I want to thank everybody, everybody tuning in. If you have, it's because you are, have supported me and I don't have enough gratitude to express that support. It's been an incredible journey, incredible surprise how from one idea to so many episodes, to so many interviews, to so many people that have enriched my life, and I hope yours, um, this became a reality, one that makes me very happy, one that I want to keep doing. And so I didn't want to finish this episode to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you tuning in. And so I want to share as a parting thought, I, I journal a lot. And in that journaling, I just do what some people say is very beneficial. And the whole series of conversations with God was written on that premise of just 
put pen to paper without any thoughts and just see what flows through you. And uh, I want to share one of the thoughts that came to me as I was reflecting on my 50th birthday. Together, one and only. That's your design, dear God. A beautiful yet ambitious design to discover our true selves by discovering and loving you. You that cannot be touched, but only experience. You that we cannot really hear in the loudness, but only in true spiritual silence. You that we cannot really see, and yet, if we pay attention, we could really see you, even in the littlest of things. By seeing, hearing, and experiencing you, I am experiencing myself. How amazing. You truly created a master plan. I am blessed because I've always felt you with me. And I'm truly thankful to have received very early on the tools to embark in this amazing self-discovery journey. You with me, I with you, together and forever, dear God. A promise I make to you to keep wanting to know you better and to embody you with all I've got. And that's it. A little bit of my heart as a gift to you, hopefully, if any of those words help in any way. To me, I reread them and reread them and still astounded by how my pen wrote those words and uh, just feel it, uh, no matter what religion, no matter uh, what God believes that there's a higher power that is co-creating with you. And all it needs is your acknowledgement. All it needs is for you to really know that that power, that being, that essence, that energy, any word you want to call it, is there. In my case, thank you, Jesus, for all your greatness. I'm very truly blessed, and I cannot wait to see what I'm going to do this um, next decade of my life. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed. It's, uh, you know, with the extreme vulnerability that I've shared all this. I didn't prep nothing. If you see, my sound doesn't sound good because even my normal microphone wasn't working. But what the heck, I just wanted to put this message out and celebrate this milestone. But as I was getting ready to close down shop, then it also occurred to me. Uh, two years ago, um, making these reflections, although I didn't make a podcast about it, I wrote a blog about, you know, a song that uh, has been part of my life forever. And if people were to ask my closest um, friends and family, what's Letty's favorite song, they, they all wouldn't tell you that it's uh, Live for Loving You by Gloria Stefan, which is you know, somebody I deeply admire, not only as a musician, but also her life story and her journey is just beyond inspirational. But, you know, I've loved that song. It gives me energy. It, you know, it's just my go-to place when I feel low. What makes, you know, it's a song that makes me tick, you would say. And uh, so two years ago, something incredible happened. I was writing this blog about my birthday and the reflections and the song came up. And, uh, you know, as I'm singing to the song, one of the sections says, baby, it's you and me. And it hit me very hard that I have always sang that song to somebody else. 
because, you know, it's a love song. But when I started paying attention to the lyrics of the song, oh, my God, it was like a big aha moment because I felt like the you and me were my conscious self and my unconscious self befriending each other finding alignment and and being truly one. And I'm sorry if I'm now getting philosophical when I have promised I was going to close this down, but I really, really believe that magic happens when we're able to align both. And, uh, you know, it's uh, when we allow our inner voice to find space in the loudness of our daily lives, that's when we are able to fall in love with ourselves And uh, really, that's the biggest part, I believe, of our life's mission is to understand who we are, uh, befriend who we are, and ultimately love who we are. And there's that cliche again, when we hear you have to love yourself, but it's, it's really, really difficult. So having said that, it occurs to me that what better way to end up this very special episode for me. Um, with that song. So here you are, Live for Loving You. Thank you for joining and until the next episode of Back to Basics. Bye-bye. Find enough